Welcome to Small College Conversations presented by Blue Frame Technologies. I'm John Hartwell of Hartwell Studio Works, and I'm joined today by Jim Abbott, the Athletic Director at Oklahoma City University, and also the founder of the Business of Small College Athletics, also known as Bosco. Jim, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, John. I'm excited to be here. So, Jim, to start with, let's talk about uh, your start in the sports industry. How did you get started in sports? And can you talk specifically about your time there at Oklahoma City? Well, uh, gosh, it really goes back to my senior year of college as I was uh, heading to my senior year and with no idea of what I was gonna do with my life. I had uh, a faculty member at Huntington College um, who suggested that uh, I should consider two things. One, I should get a double major so I should add a physical education major to my business management major. But uh, the most important thing he suggested was that I consider graduate school. Uh, this was sort of the early days of sports administration programs. Uh, it didn't even occur to me when I was in college that you could actually make a living working in sports, um, you know, outside of being a professional athlete. So he recommended that I go to grad school. He further recommended that I look for someplace bigger than Huntington College, maybe a more widely known uh, name. And so uh, it, it came down to Florida State University and uh, the University of Oklahoma. So I uh, applied uh, to and was accepted at the University of Oklahoma, spent a year and a half there um, studying sports administration the final piece of that degree was a required internship. So I applied for uh, and got an internship with the Oklahoma City 89ers. The 89ers were the minor league baseball team here in town, the AAA team for the Texas Rangers. And I, I just recall vividly that first day walking into the office, it was like January 4th, uh, you know, freezing cold outside and kind of excited and nervous about, about the start. And it really took about a day or two to realize that this has nothing to do with your love of sports. Um, this is a business. And so from January to April, we worked at least 12 hours a day. Uh, we worked, you know, we worked a normal nine to five. We worked in the evenings, we did telemarketing. And it really served to introduce me to the lifestyle of working in sports. Um, which I think is important because it's not for everyone, nights and weekends and holidays and, and all the work that goes into it. It just isn't for everyone, but um, it was a great introduction. Uh, and eventually I was hired on full-time uh, and that meant that my salary increased from $600 a month to $1,000 a month. Um, and I did that for four years. And in 1991, uh, Oklahoma City University advertised the position for a director of athletic development. And I had two or three people say, hey, you should think about this. And so I applied and got the job and that was my introduction to uh, college athletics. Um, I moved on from OCU and worked uh, at Lamar University and, and had my taste of division one but came back in 2002 as the athletic director at OCU. And uh, this year uh, begins my 19th year um, running this athletic department. And um, I'll tell you, it has been 
there's been a lot of growth that's gone on. Uh, when I started here, I was pretty naive. Uh, I had worked in athletics, but I had never been the final decision maker. Uh, and so I've learned an awful lot. I've been blessed. I'm, I'm with my third president of the university now. Um, and it's just been an incredible experience. So a lot of stuff that has gone into all those years in the sports business. And here we are in 2021 with even more things, I'm sorry, 2020 with even more things to learn in an unprecedented time in, uh, in college athletics uh, and really the entire world. Um, what do you see as small college athletics' most pressing concerns at the moment? You know, it's, it's without question right now for all of us, it's dealing with COVID-19. Um, I mentor a fair number of young athletic directors and, I, and I've told every one of them, don't, don't be too anxious. You know, don't be worried that you don't know what to do because we don't know what to do either. Um, it doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you're a crusty veteran like me, knowing how to deal with this is, uh, is, is a new experience for all of us. So first and foremost, navigating uh, the world as it stands now is, is challenging. And we've all sort of been putting things off um, and hoping, uh, and, and, and we've done a lot of work to develop protocols and approaches to do the things that we love to do in a world that, um, that requires us to be safer and more thoughtful than we've ever been. So I think that's number one. I think the financial pressures in small college athletics are, are as big or bigger than they've ever been. Uh, we all read stories about large division one institutions that think that are, are estimating they'll lose $90 million if they don't play football. And we're kind of blessed that we don't have to worry about that. You know, we just, we don't have that amount of money on, on the line, but the reality for many small schools is that the margin is very, very thin. Um, state budgets have been decreased and that trickles down to the university and it trickles down to the athletic department. And so I, I think the financial side it continue, will always be a big issue uh, for small colleges and the need to generate external revenue will be a big issue. I think the need to to enhance enrollment on campus by maintaining full rosters is something that is increasingly important at small colleges. And, and then finally, you know, when I really sort of think about issues, uh, what I, I wanna go back to what I mentioned earlier, which is I just think growth and development and leadership are an issue and critical in small colleges. In a given year, it's not, uh, it, it's not, peculiar to have 15% of athletic directors that turn over. So you have 150, 250, 300 new athletic directors in a given year. Um, and again, I go back to where I was in the early stages of my career and how, to be honest, how little I knew. Um, and so I just think it is absolutely critical that we have administrators um, that continue to grow and uh, become leaders and give back not only to their campus, but also to whatever national association that they're uh, affiliated with. 
So that is an excellent lead in to uh, the business of small college athletics, which you are the founder of. What is the business of small college athletics and how did that get started? Uh, the business of small college athletics is a is a workshop right now and a few other things that we're going to talk about, but it's a workshop that I created specifically for um, D2, D3, NAI, and NJCAA administrators. Um, I, uh, I keep going back to the same thing. Uh, I guess there are two things. One, uh, I think a key to my success has been never reaching the point where, there, where there's nothing else that I can learn. So I'm, I've always been hungry to get better. Um, and uh, I have been involved in lots of uh, professional development over my career. Uh, I'm a big proponent of NACTA. I think it's terrific. Um, but as, uh, as I continued to look at the opportunities that existed, whether it was at the NCAA convention or the NAIA convention or NACTA, honestly, there just wasn't enough for me that really related to what I do at a smaller institution. Uh, it's very difficult for me to listen to the athletic director at Duke or UCLA talk about how they uh, fundraise or how they uh, uh, operate their department because it just doesn't apply very well to what I do. So um, for a year or two, I kind of talked to people about the idea of trying to figure out more. And finally, I just decided, um, okay, I'll do it. Um, so there's a little bit of selfishness and the selfish piece of this is I wanted more opportunities to share ideas and learn. And since they were not organically happening, I tried to create it. Um, and, uh, you know, this started in 2012. Uh, I literally promoted the first event for a month or two and we had about 30 people come. And it was terrific. It was a, it was there was great interaction and uh, and people literally left there with ideas that they could implement that that impacted their department. So uh, nine years later, the events grown every year, um, and I think that it has sort of justified my thoughts, which are that people really want those opportunities to to interact with folks they can relate to. So that has, uh, the workshop has, has kind of been the evolution of, of what Bosca has been. And, and I'm kind of excited about some of the things we're looking to do going forward. So uh, what would you say makes Bosca different uh, from other professional development programs that are, are available in college athletics? You talked about the NCAA, the NAIA, the NACTA conventions. There, and there's, there are certainly economies of scale there. And you talked a little bit about that, that there's ideas that you can take away. What else makes, makes Bosca different uh, from a professional development standpoint? Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, if you think about the NAIA convention or, or, or NCAA, there's so much other business going on. So you might pop into a session to kind of listen and pick up an idea or two, but you're really thinking about the conference meeting that is happening right after this or the vote that's taking place tomorrow. And it just isn't what I would call an environment where you're just focused and able to learn. Um, the other part of it has been the intimate nature of it. Um, 
Uh, I told you we started with about 30 and now we have about 100 people who tend uh, to attend the event. And so it's just impossible not to be involved. Um, I, I uh, would tell you that there's just a chemistry that exists and a camaraderie that exists among the group um, that starts when we're all together and that continues once everybody trickles back to their campus. So um, again, I love NACTA, um, but NACTA 6,000 people and it can be very difficult to connect. Um, and, and you're running from one session to the next to the next. And in our case, all of the sessions happen in one room uh, and it's a relatively small group and, and it's just virtually impossible to not leave there without really having uh, grown your network uh, and establishing a relationship with somebody that uh, hopefully would continue for years. So what are the, the plans then for the Bosco workshop uh, this fall? You know, this has been a, this is, this has been a trying year because in the spring for the first year ever, we were going to have two workshops this year. We had a spring event planned in Baltimore uh, in April and obviously the world sort of fell apart about a month ahead of this. The pandemic really kind of took roots and and so we canceled the spring workshop. It's just like what we're doing in our athletic departments. We thought, okay, well, it'll, we'll all be better by the fall. We'll do it in the fall. And so I can officially announce that we will not have a fall workshop. Um, my hope is to continue that in 2021 and going forward, but that's all gonna depend on, on um, you know, what, what, uh, a lot, what happens with the pandemic. So instead this fall, um, we're gonna be rolling out a few, a few other things. Uh, we're, we're gonna be creating an event called Bosca Presents and, and this is gonna be a live um, webinar type event that we do online through Zoom. Uh, we already had an event in June, it was called Cultural Intelligence and it was an event focused on racial inequities uh, and I honestly I thought it, it went incredibly well. It was great information. It was well attended um, and so very soon I'll be announcing a lineup of monthly uh, events that will be free and that folks from around the country can join in uh, and participate in. Um, I also, we're going to do more of what you and I are doing today. We're going to have more small college conversations, which will be focused conversations with small college administrators. Uh, it'll be a great opportunity for some of those successful administrators to share some of the, the ideas that work well for their athletic department. Um, and then, you know, we also have a feature that we're going to be running on the website and that we've done before, but it's called Collected Wisdom, and it's pretty similar. It's just another opportunity to get insights and pick the brain of administrators from around the country. So um, I long for the day, and, and those people who have participated in the workshop will tell you that they really are eager to get back. Uh, and I long for the day that we can do that. But in the meantime, uh, we have some plans to continue some focused professional development and networking opportunities uh, that will benefit administrators, whether they're relatively new or have been in their position for quite a while. 
Very good. So final question for this, uh, for this small college conversation. Uh, when you look into your crystal ball, as it were, and you consider what is the future, what does the future hold for Bosca? What do you see? What's out there? Well, that's a great question. I, I'm, uh, first, I have to say that I'm surprised that nine years later, we're still, I'm, we're still doing this. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that it has filled the niche, not only for me, but for, for hundreds of other people. Um, there's no question that I'm closer to the end of my career as an athletic director than the beginning. Um, you know, I've done, I've been doing this for, for 19 years now. And, uh, and what I know for me is when that time comes that my intention is to continue doing, uh, what I'm passionate about doing. And I'm truly passionate about working with small college administrators. So I already do that now as a consultant. Uh, I'm able to do that through Bosca. Uh, the Bosca event has focused primarily on external relations. I really want to create another event that will be more leadership based. So the type of event that will um, be beneficial for those that want to become athletic directors, that will be beneficial for those people who might be relatively new um, to the athletic uh, director's chair, uh, that would specifically maybe look at topics like budget management and strategic planning and fundraising and and hiring and firing co coaches. Um, I just think uh, most of this is driven, John, by the things that I had no idea how to do uh, earlier in my career. And so um, when I think about what the future holds, I, I I'm pretty excited to be honest with you. I, I greatly desire to create a board, a Bosca board. Um, and I think together with that group, um, there are many opportunities to expand what we're doing and to expand uh, uh, the way that we represent small college administrators. Very good. Well, Jim, thanks again for your time today on Small College Conversations, and thanks to Blue Frame Technology for their partnership. Uh, for more information on the business of small college athletics, visit the website at smallcollegeathletics.com. Thanks for watching, and we will look forward to seeing you on the next Small College Conversation.